ready? So you ready to hear? You ready to listen? Come on. Guys, just as usual, we're getting ready to preach. Come on, let's pull our notes out. You see, here's the thing about church. You got to take notes. You got to take notes. The thing about notes is that God can speak, and it's so easy for us to forget. Here's what I believe. I don't think God has a speaking problem. I think we have a listening problem. You guys here tonight? Yeah. I said, I don't think God has a speaking problem. I think we have a listening problem. And, and God's not dead. He's alive. He's speaking. He's alive and well. And sometimes we're just not listening. Sometimes we just need to tune into what he has to say. Let's pull our notes out. Come on. Let's write what God has to say. See, tonight, tonight's sermon, it was really hard for me to write because it, it was kind of like a battle that I was going, that was going on in my heart. I want to share with you tonight. See, tonight you you can shout down if you want to shout. If you want to stay quiet, you can stay quiet. But, man, I really believe that the word of God is going to pierce through anything that's in the way. I believe that the true heart of God is going to just come to life for so many of us. Um, Because here's the thing. Most of us, whenever we think about Christianity, whenever we think about just church and the things of God, there's always a crossroad when we step out of church, kind of things get real. Anybody else feel like that? I mean, sometimes you come into church, you got so much faith, right? Come on, then sing my song. You know, we're going in, everybody's like sweating and having so much fun and just high-fiving everybody. And, and you got so much faith to believe that, come on, mountains moving. You have so much faith to believe a miracle can happen at any moment. And then sometimes when you step out into the world, when the majority of people aren't Jesus-believing, faith-filled Christians, there, there, there seems to become, there's like a battle within to stand up for what you believe in. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. Most of us have experienced that before. Where we're literally walking in the world and we're kind of like, man, there is something that's going on. And, and I don't know how to go about it. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm really excited and empowered and I'm just encouraged when I'm in church. And pastor's there and the worship team's there and the environment. And I cry every third song and it's crazy. But then we step out into the real world, and we kind of feel like this tension to take what we've learned, what we know, and and who we believe in, the one and true God, and and we take that, and sometimes it doesn't translate into the real world. Sometimes it doesn't follow through with the real world. Here's why. Here's what I believe, and it was a challenging sermon to write. It's because I believe that there's a fight going on within us to stand up. I think there's a fight going on each and every one of us. You know what I'm talking about? If you haven't been in a situation where you felt like you needed to stand up for what you believe in, I want to encourage you, you're going to go through that one point in your life. My fellas, when you're in a group of guys and a dirty joke happens and you're in the crossroad, am I going to laugh at this joke or am I going to, like, that's just not, that's not where I, how I roll anymore. And ladies, come on, there's a bunch of gossip going around and you're kind of caught in the cross. Am I going to? dive into this, and or am I going to stand for what I believe? I'm going to believe, come on, who remembers people's sermon series? I'm, I'm going to encourage people, empower people, love people, or am I going to just go with the flow? We've all faced this, 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 this standing up, just paradigm happening with us in the real world, and I want to send you something, is an idea I really believe was given to us by God, and here's kind of the, the, the idea of tonight, is that we're going to stand for and not against. And, and here's the thing, most of us, let's be honest, when we think of the word standing up, we automatically put that with standing against. Anybody, can I get a, can I get a yeah if that's you, if there's not at me? If you ever thought about the idea of standing up, what's standing up? St- standing up is like me asking, 
like my some, some, Demetrius, can you just stand up real quick? Come on, it's so it's so awkward right there. You're, you're the only one standing right now. And here's the thing. Make some notes of this handsome young man. Come on, he's awesome. Here's the thing. Standing up is hard, especially when it's just you and you're by yourself. You see, here's the thing. When we're standing for God, we, we don't really think about standing for something. We, we sometimes think about, hey, I'm the only one standing. It's me against all y'all. You can sit down, Demetrius. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we automatically put standing up as standing against. What does that mean? Uh, uh, standing for God in, in your life. Okay, we automatically think standing up for God means standing against my friends who don't love Jesus. We automatically think standing up for God means going on Facebook and, and writing some things to all those people who don't believe in Jesus. And we stay, standing up for God means I'm going to go to this place in this corner and tell everyone they're going to hell because that is the truth, right? If I'm standing up in God, I got to do some radical where I'm pushing people away. But that's not the gospel. You see, I believe and I want you to just break the cycle in your mind that standing up for God means you're standing against something. But rather, let's separate the ideas. If I'm going to stand up for God, I'm not against anything. Rather, what, what, what darkness does in the midst of light is that darkness runs away. You see, I'm not going to be the type of light that pushes darkness away. I'm going to be the type of light that's faithful and I focused, laser beam focused on who God is. You see, in 2018, we're not going to stand against the world. We're not going to call out sinners. We're not going to call out people. We're not going to push people away. We're going to stand for Jesus. And here's the truth. Because I believe in God, it doesn't mean that I hate you. It actually means that I love you. See, I need two special guests. I'm going to have Chris and Carlos. Yes, come on. Yes, Mr. Lewis, Chris and Carlos. Chris and Carlos. There's a guy in our church named Christian Carlos. That's funny. Chris Carlos. Okay, whatever. So I'm going to give you an example of standing for something and standing against something. All right? So, so Chris, I'm standing for your shirt. This shirt is awesome, bro. Where'd you get it? H&M. Ooh. Just playing. <laughs> Just playing. I'm wearing H&M, too. Okay. H&M. Dude, love your shirt, bro. Fresh. Standing for that thing. My eyes are on that thing. I, I love it. It's the way it looks. It's awesome. I'm going to get behind that shirt. Standing for it. All right? So, so what does that do to Carlos? Carlos? Now, Carlos, look at his shirt. Now, Carlos, look at me. And look at his shirt. Look back at me. Carlos, hearing me talk about this shirt, what is he saying? Okay, he believes in that shirt. He likes that shirt. My shirt looks nothing like that shirt, but he believes in that shirt, and he loves that shirt. What's the difference between this shirt and that shirt? What's wrong with him? What's going on? What's wrong with my, tell me, what's wrong with my shirt? I, I, I just like his shirt. Nothing wrong with your shirt, bro. I just love this shirt. I, I would live for this shirt die for that shirt. I had that shirt. I wear it every day. Love that shirt. So, so, so him, and his, and his, him and his position of not having the shirt automatically separates himself, doesn't it? Right? The thing is, Christians, we make it too easy for the world. We, we, we flat out tell people we don't like their shirt. So, so standing for God, standing against people. Dude, this shirt is ugly, bro. Disgusting. Look at that shirt. Look at that shirt, bro. What? <laughs> black. I'm wearing black. 
You know what I'm saying? You, you see what's happening. So, so we make the mistake when we love Jesus and we feel like we got to go against the world. We make the mistake when we say yes to Jesus. And we say, okay, how many people aren't wearing Jesus so I can just tell them that I'm against them? But that's not the gospel. The gospel is I'm going to live for Jesus so much. And I'm not going to push people away, but I'm going to point them to Jesus. So, so, so if they're not with the same gospel, obviously they're going to feel that division. But I'm not called to create space with people. I, I'm called to just point people to Jesus. And, and, and in 2018, listen, if you want to step in with God, stepping up in God is, doesn't mean you're coming against the world. Stepping up in God means you're coming towards Jesus. In 2018, standing up for what you believe in means you're just going to rep Jesus. You're going to push Jesus. He's the one who changes people. He's the one who heals people. He's the vision. He's the dream. He's the goal. I wake up and I think about the presence of God. I wake up and I think about being in the house and being around brothers and sisters like a night like this who love Jesus. But, man, we get confused and it becomes too easy to become a Christian when we think and do the work for the world and say, listen, I'm against you. I'm against what you believe. I'm against what you have to say. The truth is, is that when you live for Jesus, that separation happens anyways. Right? Because we live in a society where this, this is so real. We live in a society where if I don't agree with you, you say that I hate you. I mean, you don't believe in same-sex marriage. Uh, it's not about your shirt. It's about Jesus, bro. What do you mean you don't believe in, in, in abortion? It's, it's not about your shirt. I'm not, I'm not called to send you to hell. I don't know what people, someone asked me, is he going to heaven or hell? I don't know. You been there? You took a trip once? You're Michael Jackson now. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Why are you wasting your breath? Since when was it your job and your position to rip people out of hell? And, and, and go to hell and heaven and just see what's, what's, going, what's going on today. No, no, no. Well, I'm a human being, and I'm not called to push people away. I'm called to stand for something. Come on, is this ministering to anybody? Come on. 2018, we, we came up with the wrong vision. Some of us, we came with the wrong mindset that me stepping up in God means I'm pushing people away. But rather, me stepping up in God means I'm pointing people to Jesus. I'm going to stand for God. And then there's this, there's this division going on right now. That I'm pointing towards something that he isn't. And that's when the separation happens. That's when your old friends that used to go to church with you and then they stopped. Or that's when the friends that see you on social media, I mean, they're going to hit you up probably next week or even tonight. Like, where are you? Are you in a club? No, I'm not in a club. I'm in a Jesus club. <laughs> a lot of smoke. and yeah. It's fun. Did a survey tonight. And... What's going to happen is darkness runs away from light, but it's never the light's job to push darkness away. You guys here tonight? Thank you, guys. Thank you. Carlos. Make some noise for Christian Carlos. That's <laughs> such an insider, but it's so bad. I want to I say this, and I, I want you to get the heart of it. Three, we're not standing points. Ready? Number one, we're not standing against people. We're standing for God. Right now, I mean, I mean, I don't know about you. When I was creating it, my heart was just like, this makes no sense. Because if I stand for God, those who don't believe in God are going to automatically feel like they're pushed away. But the truth is, is that I'm not going to beat people to the punch. I'm not going to wake up and say, how many people can I make feel bad today because I'm living for Jesus? I'm going to actually say, how many people can I bring towards this life? I'm not standing against people. I'm standing for God. And guess what? Standing for God is going to push away people. But I'm not the pusher. I'm not the, I'm not the neglector. 
man, we, we had 469 salvations last year. In 365 days, you guys, on Friday nights, 469 hands went up and said, I want Jesus. 469 people walked into an environment that was pointing at the cross and not pointing at their sin. They walk into an environment. You probably, if you were busy, you probably felt that tonight. Like, wait a minute. This is a different venue. This is a little different. You probably tapped your homegirl like, why is everyone hugging me? A couple, a couple homies that came to this church got saved, becoming leaders. They're serving every week. They're like, man, I'm loving people more now. I, I, I tell my sister, like, good night now. Like, I love her. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? My mom's like, what are you on? I'm like, I'm on nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I just. <laughs> man, after a while, I'm telling you, something happens when you just stay in the community of believers. Stay in the community of believers. Listen, we're standing not against people, but for God. You guys receive that tonight? Come on, you guys receive that tonight? It's like five people. Come on, anybody receive that tonight? We're not sta- second boy. We're not standing against sinners. We're walking away from sin. Let's just clear the room. Let's clear the air. If your goal every day is to push sinners away, you're doing the wrong thing. If your legit goal is to, to say, hey, sinners, uh, I'm not with you today. No, no, no. I'm not called to push sinners away. I'm called to walk away from sin. That's what I'm called to do. Third point, we're not standing against the thing God called us to. We're standing for the thing God purposed us for. My goal tonight is to remove the reputation of standing and take the bad rep that maybe you've seen Christians live out and take that reputation of standing for God means being hated by people. Listen, Jesus' name wasn't the hate, the hated of all hated. Jesus' name wasn't uh, the, the, the hated of the sinners. You know what Jesus' nickname was? You know what they called him? They called him the friend of sinners. You're Jesus, your Savior, who we believe came down from heaven. He's the Son of God. He came down. He lived a sinless life. He died a death, meaning you were supposed to pay for. He took the tithe. He took the payment. And when he steps into human history, he doesn't seek after the righteous, but rather he seeks after the sick. He seeks after the the distorted. He seeks after the prostitutes, the tax collectors. Come on, he's going after all the people society neglects. He comes to them, and he offers this message of grace and of mercy. And, And somewhere in the Christian walk, we felt like when we said yes to Jesus, our job was to push the people Jesus came and died for. We felt like it was our job to separate from those Jesus called us to. And I hope tonight that mindset is broken in half. Most of us know how to stand against something, but most times we never stand for something. You could throw that up. Most of us know how to stand against something. You, I, it, it ain't that hard for me to get into a fight. All I got to do is go to go to the right place at the right time. All I got to do is go downtown, right? Say two words. Your mama. It's so easy to push people away. How hard is it to really bring people in? We really know how to stand against something. Most, most times we never stand for something. We really know how to push people away, but it's really hard to include people in. Man, make that your goal this year. I'm not going to stand against something. I'm going to stand for something. I'm not going to stand against people. I'm going to stand for God. It's easier to push people away than to bring them in close. I want to read to you a verse, 1 Corinthians 
chapter 16, verses 13 to 14. Listen, I can go all night what the Bible says about standing. The Bible says stand. I, I can't even lie to you. So many different times in so many different ways. I, mean, I really love this verse because it kind of just sums up tonight in, in just a couple sentences. Verse 13 says, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. You see, the, the problem sometimes with believers is that we stop reading the Bible. Here's my goal for 2018. Finish the verse. Know the context. God, who are you talking to? What is the context? Who are you writing to? I really believe New Birth Internship is going to help you in that. It's shameless plug. Be on your guard. Ready? Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And then sometimes we stop reading. Well, that's easy. What? Be on your guard? I've been guarded all my life. I trust nobody. What? I don't trust nobody. Get on my face, boy. I don't trust nobody. Girl, I don't care if you're Christian. Back up. I know about them Christian girls. I'm going to stand firm in my faith. I'm going to stay holy and separated. I'm going to be courageous. This, this friction going on between you and me, it's awesome. It's all right. Because I'm supposed to be on my guard. I'm supposed to stand firm. Listen, keep reading, verse 14, but do everything in love. Be on your guard. Yeah, be firm in the faith. Stand up for what you believe and be courageous. Be strong. <laughs> do everything in love, a.k.a. love God and don't make enemies. Loving God shouldn't equate to you making, making enemies. Loving God should equate to you building a bridge between people who are far from God. And here's the truth. Standing creates pressure. That's what it is. That's what it does. It creates pressure. And I want to encourage you, the pressure for standing for God is good pressure. The pressure for standing against is bad pressure. You see, pressure is not going to escape you. All right? Pressure is a real thing. By the way, you're going to leave tonight on your way home. There's probably going to be some losers driving around you really fast. Right? Because they love to race out here in, like, fake race cars. Right? So they're going to, and you're going to be caught on the crossroad. You're going to feel pressure. Do I turn the lane or do I just grandma drive this thing out? You're going to feel pressure when you go to school on Monday or Tuesday, right? You know, the battle between school and work. Anybody doing that battle? It's a real battle. We love you. We're praying for you. All right? School and work. Here we go. Or ministry in school or just work and you're really trying to support the home. Or, or you're not working, or you're not at school, and you're not in ministry. You're just really good at gaming, right? Just pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Like, who, what game am I going to play today? <laughs> just kidding, guys. Not kidding. Pressure's everywhere. Listen to me. Listen to me. Pressure's everywhere. Pressure's never going to leave you. Pressure's never going to escape you. Here's the thing. You need to be prepared for pressure. You see, standing up for God, standing up in the things that actually look foolish in this world is going to create some pressure. But listen, believer, listen to me. You need to be prepared for pressure because you can never know what's going to come out of you until you're hit by something. You're never, you're never going to know what God wants to do through you until something goes in you. You're never going to know what God wants to happen in your life in this new year until you stand firm. So standing is what God calls us. To do. He's calling you to, to do that this year. He's calling you to do that, friend. It's to stand for him. Not against people, not pushing people away, but standing firm. I'm going to read to you an amazing happening in the book of Daniel. Many of you guys know this. Three Hebrew boys. It's an amazing read. 
Um, it's a real story, by the way. This isn't like a parable or like something fake or like someone just made this up. This is a real happening. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, really funny name. Uh, I, I call him Nebu. Uh, King Nebu, um, okay, bad joke. King Nebu, um, he is, he's a king and he's the ruler. He doesn't follow God. He's not a Jesus freak. I mean, this dude, I mean, really comes against anything that is other than this idol that he built up. Really tall, really wide. It's gold. And what's interesting is that in this passage and many of the passages in the book of Daniel, you're going to see these two words, image and sound. When they see the image, they must bow. When they hear the sound and see the image, they must bow and worship. So King Nebu said, yo, I'm going to create this huge idol, and then when people see it and they hear the music, everyone needs to bow. Whoever doesn't bow, we're going to put them in a furnace, and we're going to burn them up. We're going to kill them. Whoever doesn't bow down to my idol, the one I built, right? And all over this scripture, you see two words, image and sound, image and sound. When they hear the music and when they see the image, they're going to bow. Listen, you want to stay in the right lane this year? You want God to push you in the right direction this year? You want to take steps towards your purpose and not steps towards hell? Listen to me. Guard what you hear and guard what you see. Guard what you hear and guard what you see. Because usually what you see becomes a thought. And usually what you think becomes an action. Usually what you hear becomes a feeling and becomes an emotion. Isn't it funny that you can be in a dark room and see nothing but hear something and it can lead you to cry? Or maybe vice versa. Maybe you can hear nothing but be in a scenario where you see something happen and it can lead you to laughter. Or it can lead you to some of the worst emotions you've ever felt. It's crazy because the enemy knows how to steer us away. He just wants to dangle this over here. He just wants to make some noise over here and distract you. This isn't even my nose. But listen, God wants to lead you this year. And he's going to lead you by you keeping your ears tuned to his voice and your eyes on who he is. So we continue to read. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious. He heard these three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his attitude towards them, they changed. So three Hebrew boys, they said, no, we're not going to bow down to your idol. We heard the music. We saw the idol. We're not going to bow. We're going to stand firm in what we believe in. I love this. All over this, this chapter, you know how they're reporting to King Nebuchadnezzar? Said, Listen, sir, we're not going to bow. Listen, sir, with all due respect, we're not going to bow down to the idol. Isn't it funny that automatically, if you're in this scenario, you say, listen, bro, we ain't going to bow down to your puny God. God is on my side. So back up, because I'm against you, right? That's most of it. Back up, dog. Listen, we ain't rich you. We ain't rocking with you. So you shut yourself up because you're a king, but my God is the king of kings. Automatically, when we stand up for God, we automatically attach it with just against. But there is such a thing as standing for something and not against something. And we continue to read. He ordered the furnace heated through the set, he's seven times hotter than usual. Don't burn these dudes up. Verse 20. He commanded some of the strongest soldiers, this is crazy, to throw them in, in the army, from his army, to throw them into the blazing furnace. Furnace. And then, so these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans. They had a store back then uh, called Turban Outfitters. Check it out. Other clothes, tough crowd, were bound some of you guys got it. And thrown into the blazing furnace. We'll get them next year. The king's command was so urgent. I mean, the flames were so strong. The furnace was so hot, the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took the boys and threw them in. These three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Man, I'm glad this story doesn't end there. 
Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men tied up? And threw them into the fire. They replied, certainly, your majesty. I threw them in myself. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of God. You see, so much times in Scripture, you never see Jesus outside of the right hand of the Father. Remember, we mentioned this earlier. Jesus is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in one, one in three. If you're trying to understand it, there's a gap that creation has with creator. It's called faith. Y'all here tonight? So, so this is for some of us are trying to get everything. Listen, if you got everything, you would be God. Because we believe in three in one. He's, he's one God, three different parts. Come on. I hear people say he is like an egg, the, the shell, the yolk, and the, the white part, right? Whatever. What do you guys call that? Egg whites. Duh. So he's like water. Come on, he could be ice. Come on, he could be fog. He could just be liquid. Come on, three and one, one and three. You guys kind of get, I don't, I don't know. It's called faith. Come on. So we believe in God, God the Father. Listen, every time the Bible mentions Jesus, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. But isn't it funny that in this story, King Nebuchadnezzar is looking into the fire and sees four people and recognizes that one of them looks like the Son of God. I can imagine that Jesus is looking down a new birth in 2018 and say, is there anyone standing up for me? Because he's going to turn to God and say, God, can I go join them? They're standing up for me. They're standing for him. Can I just bounce with, can I take a quick restroom break? Because I'm going to go shine in the middle of them standing. This is awesome. When we stand, Jesus moves. When we stand firm, Jesus moves on our behalf. Ephesians 4.20, that he worked in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Man, isn't it funny? He's seated, but he's moving. He's seated, but he's moving. He's powerful. He's on the throne. But listen, he's moving on your behalf, and he's staying with you. It says in the book of Daniel, we're going to keep reading verses 29 and 30. This is this what King Nebuchadnezzar says. So this happened, and King Nebuchadnezzar, I'm almost done. King Nebuchadnezzar says this. He goes, therefore, I decree. So he, he says he saw Jesus. He's like, man, so, so they're standing for him. They're not standing against me. They're standing for God, right? This dude must be real, right? I saw four people. What the heck's going on? They're dancing in there. They're walking in the fire. This ain't happening, all right? So I'm going to believe their God. I'm going to believe in what they're saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with that. So he goes a whole different direction. He decrees that the people of any nation or language who say against the God of these three boys be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble for no other God could save in this way. So, so that's the person who just came to church, got saved, but they didn't do like uh, assume leadership yet, right? What do you mean? You, you poor? Relax. I, I want to start something this year called uh, 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 Four Mondays. Anybody taking notes tonight? Write that for Monday, for Monday, right? What's a sermon if, if your Monday is not different, right? So for Monday, number one, how do I stand in God? Number one, stand in prayer. This is for Monday. What I'm believing is that this young adult body, I'm actually worship team come up. This young adult body is going to be praying. Come on, every single day we're going to pray together. We're going to wake up. We're going to believe in the promises of God. We're going to believe in what he has for me. Listen, the grace is over my life. I wake up and I'm forgiven. Come on, if I woke up this morning, there's mercy for me. There's purpose for me. So, so what we're going to do 
We're going to get back to the first 15. Who remembers the first 15? If you don't remember it, we're going to get back to you. Ready? Five minutes of prayer, five minutes of word, five minutes of worship. Let's try that again. Five minutes of prayer, five minutes of word, five minutes of worship. Can we say that together? Ready? One, two, three. Five minutes of prayer, five minutes of word, five minutes of worship. What would your day look like if you woke up in the presence of God? What would your day look like if you stood firm, but you stood firm in prayer? And I'm not talking about the prayer you make in your heart, right? God knows my heart. I'm talking about open up your mouth and say something to God. Come on, open up your Make some noise in your room. Make some noise in your car. Open up your mouth. Let God hear you. Talk to somebody once. He said, listen, I, I don't pray out loud. Is that verse, be still and know that I'm God? Yeah, it says be still and know. It doesn't say be still and be quiet. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. We're going to wake up. We're going to stand in prayer. We're going to open up our mouths. This Monday night, right here in this room at 730, we're praying for an hour, 730 to 830. We're going to be here this Monday, 730. We're going to pray. Listen, uh, come on, we got to start praying, y'all. We got to start praying. You guys here tonight? Come on, worship is better if you walked in praying to the God you're going to worship. Come on, the sermon is better if you're walking in already in cahoots with the God you're talking about. Come on, let's start to pray. If you know how to pray, man, we're going to exalt God. Then we're going to just tell him who he is. We're going to thank him. Spirit of great, gratefulness and gratitude. And then we're going to petition. That's how we pray. That's how we pray. Stand in prayer. Number two, stand for your purpose. This is for Monday. I'm tired of pastors saying, stand up for God. It ain't telling you what you got to do. I'm telling you. Stand in prayer. Number two, stand for your purpose. It says, Come on, let's throw the verse up. I believe it's Corinthians. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Let's stand up. Listen, this February, we're going to start something at a church. As our church, we're going to call it Next Steps. Next Steps is a four-step process and you becoming just like this really, really like just like just here and I just believe and I don't really know. We're going we're gonna to do something called Next Steps. It's going to be four weeks. Sundays, food provided, so you got to come. Right, we got free food, right? Anybody love free food? So free is for me, right? So every step, every Sunday is a different step. Number one, what we're going to do, it's a membership class, number one. Let you know what we believe, what you're getting into, what we expect from you. Number two, discover your purpose. What is the greatest gift God has put inside of you? It's not necessarily hard to do. There's something God instilled in each and every one of you. Your unique purpose is number two. Number three, come on, find freedom. God's calling to live in him in freedom. Chains being broken, addictions being casted away. Come on, forgiveness. Come on, that's, that's step three. And step four is kind of figuring out where you can put that purpose into our church. It's happening in February. It's called Next Steps. That's why we ask if you want to come on Sunday. Listen, you want to stand in your purpose Come to next step. You want to stand in your purpose? Come to Leaders Conference, February 10th. You want to stand in your purpose? Come to New Birth Internship. And we're going to meet in the summer every single Wednesday through Friday from June to July. Come on, we're going to do an hour of prayer. Come on, we're going to have some worships and devotionals. We're inviting speakers and professors to pour into us. We're going to lead the summer saying, I believe in God more. I believe in a good life more. And I believe in ministry. We're going to run with this thing. And lastly, so cliche, stand for prayer. Stand in prayer. Stand for my purpose. Number three, we're going to stand for God. We're going to stand for God. We're going to stand for God. Matthew 10, 32 and 37. Stand up for me against opinion, and I'll stand up for you before my Father. 
Stand up for me against what people have to say, and I'll stand up for you when it comes to my Father in heaven. But if you turn your tail and run, do you think I'll cover for you? You see, I love Jesus because he's just so personal. He's just so personal. Listen, the faith of your mom is not going to get you to heaven. Your relationship with Jesus will give you your ticket into a place of eternity. Come on. Salvation is individual. Salvation is individual. Come on, every head bowed in this room. I just want to close out just a little bit early tonight because God is working right now. God, come on, every head bowed, every eye closed. God is working right now. I see it. I see it right now. I see it. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working right now. So many of us had the wrong intentions of standing up. So many of us had the wrong idea. We thought standing up mean dividing from, from people, but it's actually running towards people with love and grace. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I want to do something really quickly. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this room tonight, and you're like, Pastor, I, I, I just want, I want to stand up and believe in Jesus. I want to stand up and just say yes to Jesus. If you're here tonight and you want to make a decision to say yes to Jesus, come on, for the very first time, listen, don't let this moment pass you. Don't let this moment escape you. You don't know when this opportunity is going to be granted to you again. If you want to make a decision tonight to say yes to Jesus and get saved tonight, come on, for the first couple weeks of the year, what a great way to start your year, understanding and knowing that God is for you, that he loves you. I don't care who you are, I don't care what sin you've been doing or what you did last night or what you did today. Listen, the grace of God is over you right now. It's waving over you like a layer, like a cloud is the love of God. Come on, the Holy Spirit is as close as the air you breathe right now. Some of you guys have been questioning tonight, this whole night. I feel the Spirit telling me this. Some of you guys have been questioning this whole night. What is this I'm feeling? What is this I'm experiencing? What is this feeling in my heart? I want to confirm that is the Holy Spirit tugging on you revealing himself to you in a fresh and new way because you asked for it. Some of you guys on your way to church tonight, hear me, on your way to church tonight, you say, God, I want you to speak to me. God is saying, here's your moment. Right now, in this moment. Come on, if you're here tonight, you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, unashamed, unafraid. I want to do something different tonight. Come on, let's be courageous. Let's be bold. If you want to say yes to Jesus right now, on the count of three, I'm actually to stand up. When I say three, unafraid, unashamed. If you want to say yes to Jesus, stand up on the count of three. Ready? One. Don't be afraid. Two. Come on. So many people are going to stand up with you on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. If you want Jesus, go ahead and stand up right now on your feet. Stand up. Stand up. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Stand up. You want Jesus. Come on. If you want, if you want Jesus, go ahead and stand up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Guys, can we join them tonight? Come, come on, can we all stand up? Can we give a little praise to Jesus? Can we worship for a little bit? Come on, right now, can we just stretch our hands up? We're gonna pray in a little bit. Somebody say, I will exalt.